Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of All Queued Up, your review podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, HBO Max, etc., etc. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Donna Fisher. How's your week been? I wish I could say it's been a great week. Same. Um, <laughs> it's 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 yet another week of bad news. Uh, I had another friend pass away. Uh, that I found out about Saturday night, which was heartbreaking and, uh, you know, just a gut punch. Uh, that sucks. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. It's, it's just, it's never easy, you know. You never, you never like hearing any of that news. Other than that, just, uh, I did do, you know, me and Madison got some one-on-one time and went to the comic book shop on Saturday morning and afternoon and spent a few hours up there for the, uh, miniature painting class that they hold periodically they used to hold them about once every month to every six weeks then the pandemic came along they had one earlier this year but unfortunately madison and i didn't get to go because i wasn't feeling the best uh that was back in like february or march and then they had one this weekend and i was like i've got this going on and she's like can i go too and i was like you want to go? She's like, yeah. I was like, absolutely. So she painted three miniatures while we were up there. Uh, I'm working on one. I can actually send you a picture of it right now. It's a work in progress. And that's the thing. Miniatures look like shit until you get them done. Uh, but uh, it's a, it's called a, a Balor. But uh, it's reminiscent of a Balrog from Lord of the Rings. Okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha. And its right hand, it's holding like a big fiery whip. And then its left hand, it's holding like an energy sword. Oh, my God. But uh, that's what I'm working on. I've still got so much to do on it. Yeah, I was like, there's there's not a whole lot of details, like three colors at the moment. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Uh, actually, just two colors, just uh, the base red and black. I've not put any other color <coughs> on it. Oh, I assume that the white you painted on. No, that's that's the primer. Gotcha. What's funny is, uh, a slight side note, I was really excited to play... Um, uh, Power Wash Simulator, because that came to Game Pass. Uh, fun fact, you know that small... I, I don't know if you've ever had the feeling, but it's this like kind of anxiety sort, sort of feeling when you're trying to do something that takes precision, and the second that you fuck it up, you get that like weird feeling, like you don't like it. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Think of trying to stick a, a, a thread through a needle. Okay. Um, and you just keep messing it up over and over and over and that like ugh, and frustration. Uh, that's what I feel playing Power Wash Simulator, which is the exact opposite effect the game was meant to have. Huh. So that's fun. 
that was a fun little development in my life. Huh. But yeah, other than um, other than that and the mini painting class, um, just spent a spent a few days playing a a video game that we're going to talk a little bit about later. Yeah. Um, before we get to that, I do because uh, for everybody just you know tune like, listening, we're going to review two things today. We're not going to review the Bill Burr special. Just wasn't in the mood for it. Um, like I had kind of seen some clips on TikTok of his special, and it 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 was just it's that older comedian that has a hard time connecting to any other audience than the older people who were just you know they turn into the get off my lawn people. And I just wasn't in the mood to watch it. I haven't been with all the shit going on in my life, so I was like, can we do something else? And um. We both have PS Plus Premium. You don't really need premium, you just need extra. But regardless, um, uh, was a new game that came out, Stray. Little Kitty Cat Cyberpunk game. And uh, uh, because it's such a short game, Maya and I were like, why don't we do our first ever fucking video game review on the podcast? So we're technically still doing a streaming entertainment. That's what we're <laughs> we haven't broken that rule yet. <laughs> yes, we have. Shh. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, um, but before we get into that, uh, we, I do want to bring up something that I thought was kind of interesting. Last night, I found out that the Jackass crew had done a Shark Week a year ago. Oh, yeah, poopsie. So they did one this year. And because of what happened last year with Poopsie getting his hand like ripped open by a shark. Um, they, they wanted to figure out a way to get Poopsie back in the water and not like basically help him conquer his fear. Yeah. I saw an article about that yesterday, actually. It's like, I highly recommend it. If you like Jackass, it's hilarious. Um, but at the end, because my dad was like, you know, he was like, oh, it's just going to be kind of like dumb Jackass stuff. That's fine. I'll watch dumb Jackass stuff. That's fun. But what we both discovered is that it's this really, it's this kind of weirdly heartwarming story about a group of friends trying to help their friend conquer a fear. <laughs> That's yeah. what it is. It's awesome. <laughs> and he gets back in the water and he's swimming in open water with sharks. Yeah. And he's oh, like, so you, did, you did watch it. Oh, I didn't watch it. I just read the article. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, I'm not afraid anymore, which is great because now I can get back to surfing because I love to surf. Yeah. So yep. that it was, was awesome. awesome. Was he really still cool. doesn't have full use of his hand. He's still going to rehab and physical therapy for his hand. Yeah. Like he can make a fist about that far. Like this one go the way this one can go about that far, at least to the filming of that, that special. But yeah, I highly recommend it. Like if you're a jackass fan, why were we calling him poopsie? It's poopies. Poopies. Cause I always fuck it up. No, I, f- I fucking, I fucked it up first. It's poopies. Oh, sorry. I always fuck it up. Every sorry, time poopies. Like you're going to be listening to this one day. Yeah, no shit. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he listens to podcasts at all. <laughs> um, my favorite bit, though, the one that probably made me laugh the most was uh, Dark Shark. I don't know if you remember Dark Shark from the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Jas- Jasper's dad. 
yeah, Jasper's dad. So he's there. And what they have him do, because he's, what's funny about him is he is this like rehabbed gangbanger from LA who is afraid of most animals. Birds. Afraid of uh, birds. Really he's afraid bad. of birds, spiders, uh, snakes. Like he's afraid of a lot of animals. Skydiving. <laughs> he's definitely afraid of sharks. And uh, uh, but what? So they what? What they would do for him is that they put him in a glass bottom boat because it's still Shark Week. It's still Discovery Channel. So they still want to in, uh, like educate you as they're entertaining you. Yeah. And one of the things they talk about is sharks have this sense that they can. They can sense electro, uh, 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 electronic, like magnetic waves, if you will. Every living creature puts off some sort of electron, electronic magnetic, electromagnetic frequency. Electromagnetic frequency. Sharks can detect that. However, electric eels have evolved to send off that wave in a small, minute way to attract baby bull sharks. And then when those sharks get close, they hit them with that like 600 volts, knocking the shark out, and then the eels eat the shark. Um, so they wanted to study that. And what they've learned is that if the shock wave is, is not shock wave, but if the shock is large enough, it'll deter sharks. Oh. Um, and it's not really, it's not a lot to, to, for you to feel it in the water either. Um, which is wild. So they, they told Dark Shark, okay, so you're going to get in this glass bottom boat, and when a shark gets near, you're going to hit the button, which will send off a shockwave that'll deter the sharks. Of course, Dark Shark, you know, is freaking the fuck out in the boat, but then it cuts to Wee Man, and he goes, what Dark Shark doesn't know is that we put a dog collar shocker around his neck, so every time he presses the button, I press my button. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious, dude. So fucking funny. Uh, at first, Dark Shark was like, I think you guys fucking put it on wrong. <laughs> like, you didn't know it was a dog collar. <laughs> it was just so fucking good. Highly recommend it. That's awesome. Um, anyway, the other thing we're going to talk about before we get into our reviews Comic Con happened this weekend. And there was a lot that came out of it, specifically for Marvel, but, um, yeah, they showed off. They showed off more footage of Black Adam, and they showed a trailer, a larger trailer for Shazam. You didn't like Shazam, did you? I hated it. Yeah, because... Well, I won't say I hated it. Let's just say that I did not care for the portrayal, and I know it's more accurate to the comics, more recent, that he has been portrayed that way. Um as being just a 13-year-old in an adult's body. Well, um, I, I would argue it'd be weird to have a modern take on Shazam and have your teenager be a fucking a lawful good Boy Scout. No, no, and I agree. But, you know, the way I read Shazam growing up is... It was like Shazam was the persona that he took on. He wasn't just Billy Batson in a grown, super-powered body. I don't think I've ever read Shazam that way. 
So, yeah, I mean, I, I just didn't care for the portrayal, you know, and it, it makes sense. I just don't like it. And that's a personal uh, you know, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just asking because I I remembered that you were uh, uh, you weren't the biggest fan of uh, the movie. And uh, the sequel very much looks like more of that. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, I'm I'll probably it, I'll probably watch it when it comes to streaming services, just to watch it and say it did. <laughs> well, what I'm hoping, because like DC is all over the place with like they need their they need a Kevin Feige, and I, I'm what I'm really 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 hoping, and I only say they need a Kevin Feige because they need a head that's like taking the entire story in a direction, but then letting directors and writers kind of do what they want with the overall story of the movie itself. Um, Because that's been working. Uh, What I'm hoping to see is that the Flash movie that's supposed to come out resets everything. As it has done in the comics. Well, I know one thing. They need to push the reset button on their Flash. Oh, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that whatever... They should have just used Grant Gustin. Well, I don't agree with that. Well, I, think that I think that he works for his CW show, and that doesn't need to really move into the movies, unless you're talking about from the outset, they should have used Grant Gustin. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, I mean, from who the was that Ezra Miller was a piece of shit at that time? Well, that's true. Because <laughs> he... Hadn't really done a lot of piece of shit douchebaggery behavior yet. Yeah, he hadn't. But I know that Warner Brothers wants to get rid of him. So, like I said, what I'm hoping to see in Flashpoint Paradox is a full-on reset of the DCEU. And they keep, like, Jason Momoa as Aquaman. They keep um, Zachary Levi as as, uh, Shazam and Hell, I would be okay with keeping, um, keeping what's her Gal- name Wonder Woman. Yeah, I was getting ready to say keep Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just create like this, oh, all these multiverses are merging into one, and it's going to create one universe. Like Crisis on Infinite Earths. <clears throat> That's what I'm hoping. But we'll see. And then, And then from there, and then from that launching point, they can... You know, do a a better shared universe sort of thing like Marvel has because that is a fun thing about Marvel and DC is this like you have all these characters with their own individual comics, but they all live in a shared world, and so you got crossovers and big team ups, and it's fucking rad. That's what I loved about those comics, and the fact that DC just can't nail it right now is 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 heartbreaking. <laughs> But on that note, I would just rather they make good fucking movies. They don't have to be interconnected. Just make consistent, good fucking movies. That's fair. Uh, yeah, that's that's fair. But I I still want them to be merged. I still want it to be a shared universe. <laughs> oh, because that'd be a nice that'd be a nice happy bonus. Yeah. And I know they want that, but like I said, they need that one 
that one head that's like working with everybody to move a overarching plot forward in order to do that. But we'll see if they ever get there. Anyway, um, Marvel had like two or no three uh, uh, conferences during Comic Con. I think Thursday they had their comic one, the comic book one. And they kind of showed off like the dates, the release dates for the upcoming Judgment Day series. And there's a new X-Men one that they announced, but I don't remember the fuck what it was. Yeah, they announced that Jonathan Hickman's going to be doing a new project too, which yeah, <clears throat> I don't have much information on that. I was really excited about the uh, toy news that I saw. Something that really got me excited was uh, NECA, the uh, toy manufacturer out of New Jersey. I think they're based in New Jersey. Um, they always do incredible sculpts and incredible paint. Now, the quality of their figures, they're fragile. They, they sacrifice articulation over sculpt. Uh, so you're going to have something that looks wonderful on a shelf, but you're not going to be able to move it in many poses, uh, which is frustrating. But, you know, you've seen those Ninja Turtles that I have. Yeah. They look fucking phenomenal. Yeah, they're fantastic. Well, they announced that they're doing a line of the original appearance, Mirage Turtles, the original comic book version of the Turtles. Nice. All of them in matching red bandanas. And <laughs> I'm just like, squee! I was happy. If I, if I can buy the Donatello separately, I mean, I, I don't know why I say that. I've like, there's like four or five toys of Donatello that I want real bad that I just can't afford right now. Yeah, no. I was like, I want that fucking Black Ranger guy. I want the fucking one from with the, that's teamed up with Cobra Kai. I want, uh, I want that Mecha one, like the one that looks like a mech suit. Mm-hmm. They're doing all four of them like that. They look badass. I don't know I, how expensive they're going to be, though. They're going to be just expensive enough for me to not afford them. <laughs> I mean, they're being made by a company out of Japan. Um, so I'm thinking they're going to be three figures a piece. Like hundred bucks or more a piece, probably. I was gonna say, do you think they're gonna be build kits or the build build kits? Like a Gundam? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. That'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Um. Yeah, there was a, there was a lot. Like, I, what I would like if you don't know what happened at the Marvel panels, I I don't know to tell you. Like, it was all over the fucking news. But uh, they did announce that the that phase four of the movies and TV shows will uh, finish with uh, Wakanda forever. And so all we're getting for the rest of the year in terms of Marvel content is She-Hulk and uh, Wakanda forever. Um, that, that's it. That's it for the rest of the year. And that's the end of phase four, August and then November. Yep. Um, which is crazy because like, for a solid chunk of this year, it was like every month we had a new Marvel thing. So it's going to slow down a little bit. But then next year we're getting 
next year we're getting so much shit it's going to be every time you turn around. It won't be that bad um, because like it's a lot in fucking 2023. That is next year. Oh, no, no. I know. I'm saying that it is a lot, but it's not going to be like uh, phase. Hold on. Phase five. Phase five. Um, I have the picture on my phone. Why am I looking it up on fucking Google? You fucking idiot, Greg. All right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, phase five is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. And that's then, February, isn't it? February 17th. And then in spring of 2023, the shows don't have dates. They just have quarters or, or seasons. Yeah. So in spring is Secret Invasion. And then May 5th is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And then of summer is Echo, which is the, if you watched um, Hawkeye, she was the girl that, that was deaf. The but, deaf girl named Maya with a prosthetic rat leg. There you go. There you go. Who was the adopted niece essentially of the kingpin she's a badass uh and then in the summer is loki season two um and then july 28th is the marvels which we'll see the return of miss marvel and um captain marvel plus monica rambeau and nick fury's in that one too whatever uh and then november 3rd uh is blade which I'm very excited about. And then um, the last thing, the last two things of 2023, the last, well, it, okay, in, in fall of 2023 is Ironheart, which will be introduced to that, to Riri Williams in Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the end of 2023, like winter, going into 2024, we'll have Agatha, Coven of Chaos, um, and then in the spring, we'll have an 18 episode run of Daredevil. Yeah. Like, fuck yeah. I can't wait. Um, I loved Daredevil so much on Netflix. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the fact that Charlie, I was like, oh. Um, and then May 3rd of 2024, uh, we have Captain America, the, the New World Order. Hold on a second. I got to send you a meme. Okay. Because they've announced that Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio are both back for uh, Daredevil Born Again. And uh, well, there's they're like, what about the other characters? And there's there's a hashtag dicks out for foggy. Jesus. Yeah. That's amazing. Hashtag dicks out for foggy. Uh, and there's this meme here that I'm sending you right now. And for the listeners, it's it's basically um, Eldon Henson who plays foggy. Uh, it's a couple of pictures of him photoshopped onto a guy and one with John Favreau. And it says when people ask why your dick's out, well, it's dick's out for foggy. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty solid. Uh, to finish off this phase four or phase five is, um, yeah, May 3rd, uh, Captain America New World Order, which we'll see the return of Bucky and, and uh, Sam. 
Um, I think there's new characters being added to that too, but I don't remember who. Uh, and July 28th will end phase four, phase five with Thunderbolts. We were not sure because we could see that they were building that team, but we weren't sure if they were going to call them the Thunderbolts or if they were going to call them uh, Dark Avengers. Dark Avengers, but yeah. And that is something we mentioned on here before, talking about the Thunderbolts. And I think the week before SDCC, somebody let it slip that Marvel had copyrighted or trademarked the name for Thunderbolts for use in television and movies. Yeah. Um, so exciting, very exciting stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to all of it. Uh, they did show off trailer, like a, like a teaser sort of thing at Comic-Con for Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania, which kind of introduces like, uh, uh, Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror in that trailer. And I was like, oh, I need to see that, uh, a, a brief small thing for secret invasion and, um, a full on trailer for guardians volume three. And but it's not been made public because James Gunn said the visual effects weren't ready yet. He wasn't satisfied with what was shown. Very much expect those trailers, though, to come from the D23 Disney conference thing that's coming soon. Isn't that in just a couple of weeks? Uh, let me find out. D23. Um, September 9th, 10th, and, and 11th. Oh, okay. So in a month. Yeah. So just over a month. But I, I'm looking for like I'm I'm fucking stoked. And they they he mentioned phase six, which all he had was like the first thing coming to phase six and the last like two things. Which was one of them being Fantastic Four. Yes, it was like Fantastic Four was like the first thing in phase six. And, and then, then two like, Avengers movies. Yeah. Um, Avengers Secret Wars. And, oh, yeah. Oh. Which is what I've been wanting them to build up to. I was like, that's okay. the What's funny is that's the last movie in Phase 6 because the first movie is the Kang Dynasty. Yeah. So, I, dude. And they're six months apart instead of a full year. But they're one story, much like Infinity War and Endgame. I'm so fucking excited. Like, we Marvel fans. They also showed off uh, before that, because that was Saturday. So Thursday was their comic one. Friday was their animation one. And then Saturday was their MCU one. And the, and the animation one is cool because we're getting a bunch of shorts called I Am Groot, where it's like it's five shorts of Groot as like baby Groot doing some stuff. It looks cute. I'll, we'll watch it. Um, <coughs> uh, the other one is uh, they showed off freshman year. Spider-Man freshman. I forgot about that one. Yeah, and that's going to be interesting. I think somebody pointed out that, um, like, because they showed off steals stills from that one, and you can clearly see like Scorpion and Doc Ock and Sandman. So we'll see how that plays out, but like they, they're like, it's canon, and everyone's kind of like, is it though? Is it canon? Um, and then there's uh, X-Men 19, 19 oh, sorry, X-Men 97. Yeah. Very excited about that one. 
Like they showed off the main team. They showed off the fact that if you remember at the end of the, the animated series, uh, Xavier fucks off to the, 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 the planet where mutants live to be with his wife or be with that girl or whatever. I thought he went to the Shi'ar Empire to be with Lalandra. Shi'ar Empire, yeah, yeah. Which is a different planet, right? It's a star system itself. Uh, oh, okay. I mean, there is a planet Shi'ar, but it's also in the Shi'ar system, if I'm not mistaken. I need to watch that final season just to make sure I'm all caught up, which is all on Disney+. Plus. They they did a, a brief Age of Apocalypse adaptation at the beginning, which was awesome. Yeah, I need to rewatch it. Really badly need to rewatch it. But yeah, so this series takes place right after, and then the X-Men are going to be led by Magneto, who looks way different than his red suit. Well, he looks like his Claremont run when he was the head of the X-Men. Uh, oh, so they're full on that then. Yeah, when he was headmaster of the Xavier Institute, that's the costume that he wore. I didn't ever read that part of it, of Claremont's run, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah but that was back when New Mutants was around. Speaking of New Mutants, there's a whole team that's basically the New Mutants. It's uh, it's like Cable, Bishop, Nightcrawler, Morph, uh, Forge, uh, Forge, and then Sunspot. Yep. Yeah. That's dope. That's fucking dope. And then they showed off a, a still of Mister Sinister and his crew, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. What was that noise again? Ah. Hmm. <laughs> I'm very excited. We also got a She-Hulk trailer. I can't fucking tell you how happy I am about that show. I know. Like, I fucking love She-Hulk. She was one of my favorites. When I was probably a teenager, like, I didn't grow up reading She-Hulk, but uh, what I loved about She-Hulk was it didn't take itself too seriously, and she was only a hero if need be. Because most of the stuff I read was straight up fucking courtroom dramas. And people always ask me, like, so why did you read it? It wasn't a superhero comic. I was like, because it was still the superhero comic, but different. It was cool. I'm fucking excited. And that's what the show is. Like, straight through and through. I think I said to you, when they first talked about it, was like, Je- uh, 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 Jennifer wants to be a lawyer first and a superhero fifth. Yeah, yeah. And a little known fact to casuals, but she was breaking the fourth wall long before Deadpool ever saw way, about it. Way before Deadpool. She was introduced in like the early 70s and was literally I think, jumping. I think it was 1980. I swear to God it was the 70s. Hold on, let me she like I said I didn't read the 70s ones uh, first appearance no it was 1980 it was straight of 1980 I thought it was the 70s yeah yeah the Savage She-Hulk number one came out in February of 1980 yeah I read more of the sensational She-Hulk that's what I read but the thing, I, like, just to clear up, and, and I don't know if the show's going to do it to this extent, but 
the difference between She-Hulk and Deadpool. Deadpool knows he's in a comic. Deadpool knows he's in a movie. He's in an animation. He's in a video game. He knows that. Jennifer doesn't. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't. Like, there have been moments where she's like, I don't know who I'm talking to, but you know I'm talking to you or some shit like that. And it's like, uh, <laughs> what? Like, it's it's really funny. Like, she just knows she's being watched. So that's why she breaks the fourth wall. It's crazy. Um, But yeah, I fucking, I'm so excited for that show. And it's, the way they described it at Comic-Con 2 was, uh, it's going to be a six-part, half-an-hour comedy. Which makes sense for her character. Uh, and so I think each episode is going to be its own, like, court case. Hmm. Or something to that effect. I, mean, I think the first episode is probably going to be Origin and Training with Hulk. But that last shot in the trailer, though. Yeah. Got me Daredevil. absolutely fucking hyped. Yep. And not just because, like, oh, we know Daredevil and yay. It's literally because there's an entire fucking line arguably my favorite She-Hulk comic where uh, old man Captain America hires She-Hulk to defend him but also hires Matt Murdock to prosecute him. And the reason that that, that Captain America, or Steve, Steve at this time, old man Steve, hired both of them was because he knew that hiring She-Hulk and Daredevil as the lawyers in this case the truth would come out. Yeah. And shocker, it was a guy hired by Red Skull. Um, uh, fucking love that comic. Fucking love that comic. I don't think they're ever going to do that for the sake of the show because Red Skull's not around anymore. Steve's, you know, in high, like, not like people don't know where he is. Um, because in the comic at that time, like, the reason he was old was because he aged normally <laughs> maybe a little slower than everybody else but he aged like he was a world war ii fighter and it was this was in the 90s <laughs> so it's like he aged normally they did that retcon thing with him like being in the ice and whatnot with the ultimates i think and then just kind of like incursioned that shit and made him young again <clears throat> i don't know i thought they did it after heroes reborn it might have yeah I, I think it was then yeah I can't remember. You know, when Liefeld drew that god-awful cover of Captain America. And it just so happens Elon Musk has that exact physique. I was about to say that. I was about to say that. <laughs> Look, maybe maybe Liefeld was on to something. We don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking, like, I've watched the She-Hulk trailer and cried from excitement, and then I watched the fucking... Wakanda Forever trailer like three or four times and I cry every single time. Like, <laughs> I don't think you understand. I don't think y'all understand how much I love superheroes. Like they... First and foremost, you're not wrong. Like, I know you're making a joke, but I have. She helped was... me in one of them. And Rogue, if you really want to break it down. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but this was also when I was much younger. As an adult, it's doesn't have the same punch. 
Black Queen. <laughs> uh, you have to go to certain sites for that. Um, mm. Funny enough, on a side note, uh, there is a She-Hulk porn. Um, again, just to clarify, these types of porns are hilarious because they're so poorly acted and whatnot. But this particular Avengers porn, because there's multiple characters, is hilarious for two reasons. The, the costumes in the Avengers porn are more comic book accurate than the MCU movies. Um, however, there is a whole scene where Hawkeye and She-Hulk get it on. Guess who plays She-Hulk? Don't know. China, the wrestler, who's dead now. Oh. Well, I, I didn't know how recent it was, so... It's old. I should, uh, I should have said her. <clears throat> I've watched the whole thing because it, it's just... It's so fucking funny. Because that's who immediately came to mind. Porn parody. Like, we, when, I, when I watched it, it was with, the, like, the friends I was watching it with. We were fucking... Yeah, Avengers Triple X is what it's called. It came out in 2012. Hmm. But, yeah, the costumes are super comic book accurate. Like, Hawkeye full-on has his purple suit with the H on his head. It is so fucking funny. But, uh... Hmm. Um, but, yeah. So, China, China plays She-Hulk in that. Uh... Anyway, get off porn. Uh, not get off to porn, to get off the porn subject. Anyway. Oh, that was the other thing that I thought was kind of cool was they talked about uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania and that Kang is not the bad guy of that movie. And that Ant-Man and the Wasp will be fighting multiple characters in the movie, one of which, Modoc. Oh, no. <laughs> No. <laughs> I love Modoc. I fucking love his so silly. Love Modoc, but um yeah, we'll see how they do Modoc. Also that Bill Murray's in the movie, but they didn't say what his role was. Please hey, he's Modoc. He's Modoc. You watch, he'll be the voice of Modoc. Oh, it's gonna be so good. Uh anyway, we've been doing this podcast for what 35 minutes now? 40. Well, oh. 39 minutes and 7 seconds. How long did it take to start it though? Cuz there's a there's a there's a brief there's like a minute. No. Maybe 20 seconds in. Okay. Well, fuck. Let's get to the review, shall we? Comic-Con was awesome. Go watch the shit and whatever. Uh Jesus, the fuck it was 40 minute prelude to the actual part of the podcast that we need to do. Uh players episode 9. Let's talk about that real quick. Uh, it's the penultimate episode. Um, do you want to do a synopsis real quick of it? Well, essentially, it's, you know, the, um, <clears throat> the Team Fugitive has made it to the finals uh, of the League Championship Series. Um, and they're facing TSM, who they have faced in the finals before and Forsyth is the captain of TSM former partner and axe brother 
of cream cheese and they build up this rivalry between the two of them and they show their basically flashing back to their first meeting in las vegas in the finals five years prior in 2016 because remember the show set in 2021 mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and how basically cream cheese went for a move that would have been huge had he landed it but he fucked the move up and it cost them the game and then his mind just unraveled from that point and they lost the series and ever since they've made it back to the finals uh on three other occasions and they've been 0 and 4 ever since now they're it's the hype is with them they're like okay we're going to the finals we've got this hot new ricky ricky of the year we're we've been on a hot streak we just took out cloud nine we took out you know the other teams that they faced but now they got to face tsm again and everybody's like cream cheese just going to choke again so we see a reason why a lot of people think that he choked is because he and his then girlfriend went to a britney spears concert and they think that because he didn't spend the time practicing and preparing the night before the game and went to a concert instead that cost his team yeah which is bullshit, but... No, no, absolute absolute bullshit. But after they lose, that's when we see he makes that speech. Uh, that he's like, you know, we'll be back. And we're not going to win just one championship. We're not going to win two championships. We're, we'll probably win six or seven championships, you know. And that's where that speech came from. And it's just... Yeah. It was really sad watching that. Yeah, it was. Because it's just like, dude, put the microphone down and walk away. It's it's what makes it so important is that this show is supposed to be a mockumentary, but it's actually doing a really good job at showing, you know, competitors' mental health in certain scenarios. That losing can have an adverse effect on somebody's mental stability. Mm-hmm. Um, like. I think that's what this show does so absolutely well is it really showcases what maybe other sports documentaries don't and that morale and mental health are as important as skill. If you're like, it's been known for a long time that if your opponent gets in your head, it can fuck up your play. Oh yeah. Um, but what if you get inside your own head? What if you're the block? Nobody thinks about that. Except for the guys that made this documentary. Well, maybe not no one, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And, it's generally not your go-to. Um, but you see it all the time in sports when coaches call timeouts at strategic moments. Like in the NFL, there's a kicker who's got to make a field goal to tie the game or win the game coaches call timeout you know trying to ice the kicker basically trying to get the kicker inside his own head you know get lost in his thoughts start doubting himself you know those kind of things and that tactic is used 
not in the same manner, but we see it used in the finals in 2021 when Fugitive is facing TSM. They actually go up two games to nothing in the best of five series. And it's just like they're totally outplaying TSM. And they seem to be well on their way to a victory. And then a timeout's called. And a timeout's called because of an equipment malfunction. Well, during this equipment malfunction, instead of the headsets that the teams can talk through uh, to each other and their coach, they just have white noise pumped in. And it was a really long pause. So now it's like cream cheese gets stuck in his thoughts. Mm -hmm. They all did. I mean, to be honest, like, yeah, they all did really, but it really focused on him. Because they could they could hear through the the white noise like the crowd going hmm 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 yeah just chanting for TSM so that that didn't help anybody no but yeah it comes back and they end up losing that game they're still winning they're up two to one but it closes out we see cream cheese just balled up in a corner sitting on the bathroom floor crying his eyes out. Yep, because he thinks he's done it again, and it didn't help the fact that um, his former friend and teammate that's on TSM Foresight just puts in the group chat, "Oops," you know, as you know, making the allusion to the Britney Spears song, and that got into his head even more. Yeah, I was like, it was, it was, it was a really like. To be fair, it was a really good fucking get in someone's head insult because it was a double entendre. Like you, you sometimes if you win quickly or you win really well, you're like, "Oops," <laughs> but then also it's the "Oops, I did it again," and and it was it was effective. It was super fucking effective. Um, and uh, like you said, this, the episode closes out with us seeing. Um, thanks, motorcycle. Uh, appreciate that. Um, we see, uh, yeah, you like say cream cheese balled up on the bathroom floor. And I remember thinking when I saw that part was I just, I felt so fucking bad for cream cheese. Like this show starts off and you're just like this fucking douchebag, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. But now I'm like, now I'm, I'm not only rooting for cream cheese. I feel bad. I want to give him a hug. I want to tell him it'll be okay. I want to, I want to, you know, I like my, the empathy in me wants to help him out. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's not real. <laughs> and it's just it, but it just goes to show the fucking like how good this show is. Like it's it's when we watched American Vandal, I don't remember feeling this way about either season, right? It was kind of like I was like the most I, I was like, I want to know who did it. Like that was it. That was as far as my mind went in regards to it, like it being fake, but also a story. Um, but this one is making me give a fuck about these characters. And I'm like, God damn, it's fucking brilliant. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm fuck. I'm super excited for the finale. I cannot wait to watch it. And I have a feeling it's going to be heart wrenching. I, I, I just, in my bones, I'm like, they're gonna, I want them to win so bad, Maya. I really, really do. 
But you don't see it going that way. No. I don't know. It might get the Cinderella ending. I hope so. They deserve it. But, like, because I could see the show going two different directions. You know, season two is they won, but, you know, we're, like, that's even if the show gets a season two. Um, True. They they win they win the, the the championship, and then the next step from there is trying to build a legacy, right? Um, or they lose, and then season two is about them being bought out by a company they don't like, and uh, see, I don't even know if a season like where a season two could go, but I just I in regards to them losing other than them trying to rebuild the team. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm fucking like, I'm in it to win it with the show. It's so good. Anyway, let's get final thoughts and a grade. Cause show's oh, gonna run this, a little long. this episode was fantastic. I give it an A plus. It was an excellent episode. I didn't find a flaw with it. Yeah. It was, uh, it, I was a, that. it was emotional. Uh, it, there were literally, literally, I got goosebumps at one point. Yeah. So, I mean, it's that well done. It's extremely well done. And I'm sad that we're only getting one more episode. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I agree with you. I, I, it's, it's absolutely an A plus episode. This show, this show didn't start off as strong as strong no. as this episode. But this, it has gotten better and better and better and better every single week. And I fucking love it. I love how they break down the fucking, the, the, the mental stability of all of the players. Not just Cream Cheese and Organism. They are our main characters. But, you know, we get the mental stability of a character that was kind of off to the side a little bit. Um, Frugger. Like... He clearly wanted to be part of that group. He clearly wanted to be with an in-group that that accepted him regardless of his skill level. And he was willing to do whatever it took to be there, including just be a yes man to cream cheese's nonsense. Yeah. And then when he was kicked off the team, he went to a different team. And the sadness in his eyes when his old team barely acknowledged his existence. Yeah. I was like, I was like, Oh, poor Frogger, poor Frogger. So it's just, it's so clever. It's so fucking clever in how it does everything. And if you're not watching, if you guys aren't watching it, you really, really should give it a shot. It's, it's one of the best shows that Paramount plus has. Um, all right, well, what's up? No, sorry. Oh, come on. Uh, so for the first time ever, we are going to do a video game review. Officially. I've talked about video games that I played at like the beginning of the podcast, but we've never done one that we reviewed. So we're going to review the game Stray, which you may have heard about it. It's a, it's a game where you play as an orange tabby in a, uh, a, uh, humanless, dystopian cyberpunk setting that's as baseline as i can get without spoiling it 
Um, but uh, we'll get into the plot specifics in a moment. Uh, what I want to say is that the reason we're also reviewing it, like I said at the top of the show, is you can download this game right now if you have PS Plus Extra or PS Plus uh, Premium. If you have regular PS Plus, you're not going to be able to play it or get it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's why we're reviewing it because I think it took me six hours to beat because I, you know, was exploring. Yeah, yeah. I was enjoying the sights and sounds. Uh, my first playthrough, it took me a little over six hours to complete it. My second playthrough, it took me a little over four hours to complete it. My third playthrough, I was doing to get like random trophies that I haven't that I didn't collect on my first two playthroughs, and my fourth and final playthrough was specifically for one trophy, which was a speedrun trophy. Um, overall, I'd say I put. Maybe 18, 19 hours into the game. Which is still shorter than some shows that we watch. Uh, Hell, it's shorter than most games I play. Yeah, it's real short. But it's so good. (laughs) It really is. And my cat is obsessed with it. I've sent you pictures of him. Yeah. Just sitting right in front of the TV, pawing at the screen because he's wanting to interact with the cats that he's seeing and hearing on the screen. <laughs> I, that's the funniest thing that's come out of this game is that uh, there have been so many videos I've seen of, of cats like pawing at the screen or being excited because of the cats on the screen. And I'm just like, that's the fucking cutest thing. I don't know if the developers intended for that. I know they fucking love it, though. Um. But it's so fucking many cats I've seen look at the screens and like, it's, it's insane. But uh, the other thing about the game that's really clever is how it allows you to tra- traverse, right? Because cats have insane balance. Cats have the the uh, a really like amazing agility, and. The game doesn't say, hey, just press a button to jump up on a thing. It goes, press a button to jump up there like a cat. Like in other platformers or platformer style games, if you want to jump from platform to platform, you press X, push forward, and hope that the character makes it. In Stray, there's just a little X on the screen, and your cat will jump up to that thing or jump down to that thing. Because a cat will traverse like a cat. But it also does really small other things like a cat. Um, One of the funniest things to me was the walking over the keyboard. Yeah, yeah. Or when it gets the harness put on and it just flops the fuck over. Yep. Or uh, uh, knocking shit off of shelves. Knocking. There's a puzzle very early on in the game. What the game wants you to do is knock over this paint can into a plate into a uh, a skylight a skylight like a big a big window pane and um break it so you can get inside how does it teach you to do this 
it lines up paint cans as you're getting closer to it with a triangle on it. And your instinct is, well, I'm going to go up to him and press triangle. You watch the cat knock it over. You laugh because that's what cats do. You knock over the other paint cans because you're like, fuck it, I'm a cat. Chaos. And then you see the other paint can, the last possible paint can. You're like, oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> like, it's so fucking clever in how it does that. And it does that throughout the entire game. It, uh, it teaches you what to do as you're doing it. And my, the, the other thing I love about the game is that the robots you interact with act like humans in regards to a cat doing something like that. Because mm-hmm. most people, a cat will knock something over. They're just like, ah, God damn it. Like, that's <laughs> what you do. And that's what the robots do. Um, I want to say it's closer to the ending of the game, but there's a part where you're walking around an area and you see two robots playing Mahjong. And if you jump up on the table, you just ruin their Mahjong game. It's 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 in the one uh, village where the waterfalls are. Yeah. Yeah, the you get a trophy. The treehouse village. You get a trophy for that too, for yeah. applying the tree, trying to play Mahjong. <laughs> But it's just, it's so fun how it does that. But then, like, so there's that main story, right? There's the main story of of the cat trying to get back to its family or to its herd or whatever. And yeah, it's it's family. You know, it starts out, you're, you're the cat, and you're separated from your family. You're just doing cat things, running and scratching on trees and drinking from puddles and chasing butterflies and running being around, a being you a know. kitty. Climbing on things, jumping across things, and balancing on things you shouldn't balance on. Yeah. And they're jumping from these old rusty pipes, one section to another. And when it gets your turn to control the kitty you're playing as, it can be a male, it can be a female. It's never specified. It's never given a name. It's just the kitty. Um, your it's kid, your cat. You can the, give it a gender if you want. You can, you can give it a yeah. name if you want. Yeah. It looks so much like mine, it's not funny. Um, <laughs> because mine is an orange tabby. Yep. Um, but yeah, the pop gives way and the kitty falls. And the other three are just watching it fall like helpless. What can we do? And here's this kitty now separated. It falls into this under city, it's a domed city. And you have no idea what year it is. Uh, there, There's one clue that lets you know how many hundreds of years it is after humanity. Uh, I don't think I ever saw that clue, unless I just wasn't paying attention. Well, this one robot, when you're in that first village, it's like, oh, that elevator's not worked in my entire lifetime, and I'll be like 374 years old tomorrow. Uh, yeah so it's been hundreds of years we don't know how many hundreds but more than four well that's i think that's like that's what i was gonna say about this this game is that it tells multiple stories Mm -hmm. it's not just one it's the like and i think that's what's so clever is that you're going through that first area and there's the story of the guys that wanted to get out of the city and you're you're going through that and you're like this is rad and then there's the story about the guy and his son and his and the, and the guy is a scientist, and the, you you reunite them. But then you then you get the story about like what the fuck? Totally, like, 
totally Doc and Marty. Oh, 100%. Literally, he, there's a direct reference to the fucking gun he gives you where he says it, 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 it takes requires... 1.21 gigawatts to power yeah. this gun. Yeah. And he's wearing a lab coat and he's got like wires that look like frayed hair. Yeah. And then his kid is wearing a fucking orange vest that looks like a life preserver mm-hmm. and a rainbow reflective hat that Marty Jr. wore in Back to the Future too. Yep. It 100% is Doc and Marty and it's fucking it's and, awesome. Well, even the doctor the the scientist's name is Doc. Yeah, well, that was that was easy. <laughs> that was the easy part. The other parts were making it a little bit more obvious, but and his son was Seamus and Seamus was Marty McFly's grandfather in Back to the Future 3. I did not catch that reference. Well, did not catch that reference. I just knew the other parts of it. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, there's that story. There's the story of like, when you go from that specific village to the next village by going through the sewer system, there's a story that's being told to you visually about what happened to the humans or what happened to organic life within that world. Like the walls with the giant eyes are the creepiest fucking thing on the planet. Oh my god, they just all of them are watching you, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, there's these parasitic creatures that if you collect all of the memories in the game, uh, and talk to all the people in the game, you learn that these parasitic creatures were once just they evolved from a bacteria that was designed to consume trash because they ran out of places to put their trash. So it was a bacteria designed to eat and break down the trash that it was accumulating. And they evolved to where they could eat more than just paper and plastic and refuse. They evolved to where they could eat metal and bone. So they're they're, deadly to everything. And that's its own story. And then there's the story of like when you get to the bigger city, which I'm just going to call it a city because I don't know what else to call it. There's like the story of how the robots well, are being oppressed. And oh, it's just so the whole city story. was called Domed City 99. That was, yeah, its, how many that, was its, that was its designation. And then there was the slums, which are the lowest level. And in Midtown, which was the upper level. Well, the the yeah, the part I'm getting at is that the, the the fact that there's multiple stories within the game. That's all I'm getting at. Like that to me is its own, not its own, but it's 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 clever. It's 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 clever at how it tells you these stories, these multiple stories, while the main one is just you trying to get back to your family. And we don't even mention B12. We have not mentioned B12. I want a B12 toy. I want a B12 toy set on my fucking shelf. So B12, uh, the first part of the game, when you're playing as the cat, you wake up, you're hurt. Um, you're wandering around this city and you see arrows and you can meow and cameras will, like surveillance cameras will move up and down like they're nodding at you. Uh, signs will show arrows pointing to go in a specific direction. You'll literally see like their letters for something, uh, hotel, whatever, or something like that. 
and it was a couple of words and the letters for H-E-L-P literally lit up. You know, somebody is calling to the cat for help and you follow its visual cues via the lights and the signs and that's when you interact with the monitoring keyboard and the cat's just walking on the keyboard and it's inputting just random garbage text and this this person's like find me a body so i can download into it you download a consciousness into a little drone and this drone has a rechargeable backpack that the cat can wear because the technology is just vastly superior to what we have now right um and this drone's hovering around and it's translating everything for the cat and talking to the cat and it's translating what the robots can say for the cat there's the story of b12 like his story is sad oh yeah it's like who was b12 how did b12 come to be b12 believing I used to be an assistant to a scientist that once lived here. And as B12's story unfolds, there's 27 memories that you can recover. If you don't go out of your way to seek the extras, you'll only see five memories during the story itself. Um, so he's got a rich little backstory. And these, some of the memories that he recovers is just like, wow. It's just a beautifully told, wonderful little puzzle game. Well, that's and that's exactly what I want people to understand about this game is that it's short, but there is like 20 hours of story that what other games, well, other games would take 20 hours to tell you. This game takes six. And honestly, I mean, I'm... If, if I really enjoy a game, I will go out of my way to get all the trophies for it. This is one that I've done. And a casual playthrough, just exploring and looking for everything, will take you six to seven hours. But one of the trophies is a speedrun trophy uh, to where you have to complete the game in under two hours. And I, I messaged Greg. I was like, I'm going for my speedrun. And Greg's like, good luck. And then I, I was messaging my progress. I'm like, 20 minutes in, I'm already here. And he's like, holy shit. It's like a few minutes later. Okay, now I'm here. He's like, holy shit. He <laughs> said, you might do this. And then I sent him a message. And I'm like, an hour and 27 minutes in, I've only got the last level to go. And he's like, well, good luck. I'm pretty sure you got it now. <laughs> but it took me an hour and 47 minutes to complete it. And 37 seconds. Um, and That's fucking awesome. Oh, I fucked up. I could have done it quicker. I fucked up several times. See, that's the crazy part right there. That's the, you, 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 you realize that that is the crazy part. You're telling me you fucked up multiple times and still did it in, 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 in under two hours. Yeah, I probably could have shaved 10, 15 minutes off of it. I got to know how you did the city part. Like, Which part? The, the midtown part? Yeah, whatever. I, I don't know what to call it. Well, well, I, I held down R2 to run for everything. I never not ran. Yeah, um, but like, so there's that, mm, I don't want to say it because it's a spoiler. Maybe we'll talk after the show, but it's it's a part that I got, I fucked up a ton at. And I couldn't figure out exactly where I needed to go. 
So I'm wondering how the fuck you did that part so quickly. Okay. We'll talk about it after. But yeah. If, if you have a PC, I think it costs, what, fourteen ninety nine. No, it's like a $30 game. Oh, is it 30 bucks? Mm-hmm. Oh. It's worth it. Because um, a lot of the people I play Fall Guys with were um, were upset that they couldn't get it because they didn't have uh, extra or premium. And I was like, I was like, oh, it's 30 bucks. And they were like, for a six-hour game? No thanks. I was like, I kind of understand that. <laughs> and again, how do you quantify entertainment? Sure. Especially when you have a, a rich, heartwarming, touching story that also has wonderful, clever puzzles to work out. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, I, that's what I want to know how you did so quickly. It's one of those puzzles I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. So, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give the game an A+, genuinely. Uh, I'm not even just saying that because I'm like, I enjoyed it a lot. Like, it's just, it's so cleverly well done. Like I said, we, it's six hours. That's how long it takes to beat. And I wasn't speed running it. I was just playing it casually. Six hours. And in that six hours, I was told like eight fucking stories. God, it's so fucking well done. I, I, A plus. A fucking plus. You? Oh yeah, I'm. I have to give it an A plus as well. This game. I don't play a lot of indie games. Um. Sure. You know, because I spend, I spend a majority of my time playing these long, epic saga type games that take eighty plus, hundred plus hours to beat. And I love games like that. But this one here, you know, we're cat people. We love cats. Uh, Misty was like, oh, she was really excited about this game. I'd never even watched the trailer for it. And you yeah, said, I, think oh, I told Strick. you about it first. <laughs> I know. You told me about it. She told me about it. She watched the trailer. I never watched the trailer. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then you said, yeah, I've been playing Stray all day, and I hadn't even played it. And then the next day, I was just like, fuck it, let's check out Stray. And then I beat it that night, or the next morning. Yeah, the next morning. And then I played through it again later that day. It's like I didn't stop playing, you know, it's not like I didn't stop playing it. I played it for a few hours, put it down for a few hours, and go back for a few hours. And over the course of a couple of days, I'd put uh, 18 to 20 hours into it and did everything you can possibly do in the game. There's 25 collectible trophies for it. I got all 25. Uh, but, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's deep. It's rich. It's beautiful. If you have cats... Prepare to have your cat block your screen and your view of what you're trying to do. They will get in the fucking way. Oh, yeah. But it's worth it. Uh, you know, I have PlayStation Plus Premium, uh, so I have free access to it where I was able to download it and play it. Um, but I don't know before playing it would I pay 30 bucks for it. Probably not. 
Yeah, thirty bucks is a bit steep. Like it's it's fifteen. Fifteen, yeah, perfect price. So if you catch it on sale for fifteen, buy it. It's worth it. Thirty, it's a little steep, but it's still a beautiful, wonderful experience. Yeah, um, it's definitely something that I recommend you keep an eye on for when it goes on sale. If you don't have extra or premium, because like I said, you know it's. One of my friends were like, I want to play it. How much? I'm like, 30. They're like, mm. I'm like, I And here's the thing if you're playing online and you have PlayStation Plus and you don't want to pony up the extra two or three bucks it is from regular plus to extra, oh, come on. Cheapskate. <laughs> well, I will say this they, there are people that I've spoken to, too, to be specific, that have the yearly subscription. Mm-hmm. And it told them that the only way to upgrade to premium or extra was to pay for the rest of the year. Oh. Yeah, well, so they were different. like they were like I can't pay $60 right now for that. That's different. That's understandable. That's 100% understandable. Yeah, yeah, I don't follow anybody for that. But I'm just saying if you're on a monthly thing, like you know, where I had PlayStation PS Plus for a year subscribed already, and I was already a subscriber to PS. Now mine automatically converted to PS Plus Premium. Oh shit! Okay, that's okay. So yeah, you might have PS Premium if, if that's the case. I do. Yeah. No, 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 I'm saying other people. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I just like because I do a monthly thing with my PlayStation and Xbox, whatever I have, because there might be that time where I need to cancel it. And um, so I don't do the year. Plus, a year is a bit steep for me to just dump money into right away. But anyway, um, so yeah, mine was like when when it when it went live uh, last month, I was like two or three days before the payment, so it was literally like seventy five cents. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure, fuck it. But then I got charged the eighteen dollars. So there's that. Um, but yeah. Like, but I, but that's the thing. I got premium. I got premium because I wanted to play Stray. I wanted to play it so badly after I saw the first trailer at like an E3 or whatever. Um, that's the thing. I fucking love games that are different. I, I tend to kind of shy away from like, oh, it's another military based shooter. I don't, I don't care. Um, like Japanese RPGs are getting a little stale because they they're not really doing a whole lot different. Like they're 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 being different enough, but not like super different. Um, but indie games really go different. They really go hard into the paint on different. And so I tend to play a lot of indie games if I'm not playing fucking Fall Guys. Um, which in itself was an indie game. Yeah, I mean. Not even in like in itself, it genuinely was an indie game. Um, but see that, and, and Fall Guys definitely falls in that category of what I'm talking about. Like, I love the idea of battle royales, you know, last man standing sort of situation. But the only ones that ever existed were shooters. And then Fall Guys comes around and goes, "You can do this, but different." And I was like, "Fuck yes!" And so those are the games I gravitate towards. Like, maybe more nowadays than I did before, but. I've been playing games since I was fucking five. And there are, they're like, sure, don't break what ain't, or don't fix what ain't broken. But I argue 
if you're not doing something new, if you're not doing something different, then what the fuck are you doing? Mm -hmm. And Stray hit all those notes. I just wish it was longer. Yeah, I would love for this game to have a sequel. Like a 20-hour sequel would be awesome. It's like Stray 2, Journey Back to Your Family. (laughs) It's like multiple dome cities. and Oh, dude. Awesome. Um, Anyway, we should wrap up the podcast uh, because we're going... Hour and 16 minutes and change now. It's funny. We had two things to review, but spent more more of the time talking about Comic-Con. So uh, next week... What's that? About equal amount. Give or take. Uh, Anyway, next week, everybody, we're going to be talking about the finale of Players, which we're both obviously very excited for. Uh, But we're also going to watch a documentary on HBO Max called We Met in Virtual Reality. It is a documentary about people who met in VR chat or other virtual reality settings, made great friends, found their significant other, yada, 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 during the pandemic. The entire documentary is filmed in VR chat. So very interested to see that. Um, And the other movie, we're going to watch the movie written and directed by the Russo brothers, who you might know directed like, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Avengers, Infinity War, and Endgame. Um, Countless other things outside the MCU, but um, they're most known for right now for those movies. But they directed a movie for Netflix called uh, The Gray Man, starring... Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling, thank you. Um, So yeah, we're going to check those things out and uh, be back next week with those reviews. Uh, Make sure you follow us on all socials, which are listed down below. Uh, we'll try to keep you updated if we add or change anything. I meant to do that. Actually, I still have time because this episode doesn't go until Friday. Uh, but um, yeah, because last week, like I said, we were gonna we, we, we talked about reviewing the Bill Burr special, but I'm just not interested in watching it. So we did Stray instead, um, which I again should let you all know after done recording this. Uh, but yeah, social medias—that's where you'll find that information. Uh, check out the Teespring store. There's a whole bunch of stuff over there with our cartoony faces on them or the logo of our show. Uh, you can sport us in public and people will ask, Hey, what's that? And you go, Oh, it's a podcast. I listen to These guys review, uh, shows on streaming services. It's cool. Check them out. Uh, but yeah, you can find all sorts of stuff over there and the proceeds go directly into the podcast. Um, help with, uh, service fees for the website or, Stuff we need for our computers, you know. Um, if you want to watch the live video version of the podcast, you can head over to our YouTube channel. Um, that link is also below. If you're looking for more podcasts to listen to, uh, head on over to the Nerdvana Network. Uh, plenty of awesome shows with nerdy people talking about all sorts of stuff. Um, I need to get a list of names of shows so I can read them off to y'all because it's 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 a it's a lot over there. But uh, yeah, that link is also below. Uh, that's it for my notes. My notes. Maya, where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook under my name, Maya Dawn Fisher, which is a public profile uh, and one that has both my Twitter and Instagram accounts linked to it. 
so you can follow me at all three places, your one-stop shop for all things Maya, and hey, who doesn't want more of me? Um, <laughs> that was well, the weirdest way to say that, I think. It's true, though. I didn't, It's not untrue. Just odd. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, derailed my train of thought. You can also catch me on Figure Bangin', which is a live-action figure review show on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel that airs every other Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. So if that's your thing, get in there and check that out. But that's me, Greg. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on all socials under Chub Rock Geek. Um, also, since I have more time now, I'm going to try to record more solo reviews for the uh, website or for the YouTube channel. So I'm going to go back and like try to figure out what I've watched and maybe do like a review, quickie review for the, for the channel. Um, but yeah, like I said earlier, the YouTube channel is linked below where you can find those. That's it for right now. I really don't have any other projects going on. Um, but uh, apparently mine are going to be doing three D and D campaigns. Um, so that's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. I um, love, like, love fucking playing D&D. It's so much fun. Well, when you get the rap people together, it can be. <laughs> Accurate. Um, arguably, though, that's for just about anything, I feel like. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, everybody, like I said, uh, players finale, Gray Man, we met in virtual reality. Uh, that's Paramount Plus, Netflix, and HBO Max. So three different services right there for you. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, fuck the GOP. Fuck the NRA. Donate and help where you can. We'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.